0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21. Plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.com/slash b for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Down the sideline, touchdown. And he looks the other way, and it's intercepted.
1: Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride post-game show.
0: Inside the
2: five, Watkins to the end zone. And it's with
1: another touchdown. Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome on in to the Arrowhead Pride
3: postgame show as the Chiefs roll to a victory 26-3 in Chicago at Soldier Field. This game was never really a question for the second week in a row. And you look at this team right now, defense could not be playing any better. My name is Pete Sweeney. Joined by Nick Price, Jay Binkley, across from me. If you want to get involved, 69306. Or you can call us, 913-576-7610. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Sunday Night Football. Patrick Mahomes scores three touchdowns. The Chiefs defense holds the Bears to three points. And it's another win. 11-4 on the season as the Chiefs look toward one more game next week. Jay? Your thoughts on the 23-point win in Chicago. Just uh, another complete team win
4: for this team. I mean, this defense is really starting to come together. You have to look at the last three games, giving up 7.3 points a game. This defense, three of the last four teams have not scored more than nine points. When did you think that? They came in this game a ninth in the NFL. They were 10th, but with the games being played, ninth in the NFL in, in points against, tied for ninth. And this is just going to go down. As Al Michael said there, you know, could be 6th or 7th where the Kansas City Chiefs or even 5th in points against per game. And the scoring defense is crazy. You go back, you know, that bye week. What after 17 points for the Chargers, 9 points for the Raiders, 16 points on the road in New England, 3 points against the Broncos, then 3 points tonight on the road against the Bears. The Chiefs' 7-1 record on the road matches the 1966 team for the best Chiefs team on the road. And that's what you want to see. Can this team travel? Can you take the mojo away from Arrowhead Stadium and win on the road? This has become a very good road team. And if you can play defense like this, and you have a quarterback like Pat Mahomes, it doesn't matter the weather, as you saw last week against Denver, can go. Now, the penalties are a concern. Nine penalties, 71 yards. Too many there for the Kansas City Chiefs with his defense. What more can you say? 234 total yards uh, to the Chicago Bears. Uh, the fact the Chiefs did score 26 points, and people say, well, they should have lit up the scoreboard. Well, Reed wasn't going to do this against Nagy, and I told you that. With the fans booing in Chicago, that's his guy, Matt Nagy. He's not going to embarrass him. But make no mistake about it, this Bears defense was third in the NFL in points against. They only gave up 18 points a game. The Chiefs theoretically scored eight more points per game than what the Chicago Bears uh, give up. But it's unbelievable what they've done in the last four games. 11.25 points in the last four. If you go to the last three, 7.3 points a game. Last three out of four, nobody scored more than nine points on the Kansas City Chiefs defense. If they can do this and continue to score in the 20s, look out. This, this puts the NFL on notice once this defense is this good. And I get it. Bears not great offensively. But again, Trubisky had something to prove. He had something to prove that he's not that bust like people are calling him. To just forget about Mahomes. Even Mahomes counted the fingers there after one of his touchdown passes. Hey, I was 10th. So he he was feeling it. Trubisky was feeling it. Both these quarterbacks. Mahomes had that pressure, you know, kind of live up to the billing which he certainly did, uh, another uh, what well, became the fastest quarterback, 30 games to 9,000 yards passing, and the 75, 75 touchdowns, unbelievable what he's been able to accomplish in the NFL. But you have that offense to go with this defense, look out, NFL.
3: A couple points back to your points. I, I think it's good that the Chiefs are winning on the road because the way this is stacking up now, pending a a miracle against the Miami Dolphins in Foxborough next week, the Chiefs will be playing wild card weekend, so they'll host that game. But if you assume that the Ravens and the Patriots are able to take care of business, you're gonna be on the road for the next two weeks trying to get yourself to Miami for the Super Bowl. So that is a good sign that you're playing well on the road. You can make a case that the Chiefs might play better away from Arrowhead right now, which is interesting in itself. I thought Terrell Suggs looked pretty good. He looked explosive. He was involved with that sack. He almost should have gotten the sack that Frank Clark was credited for because he was chasing Mitch Trubisky to the right sideline. So good to see T. Sizzle come, come in come in, and, and, and do, do what he does. And, and he looks like he's motivated, and, and, and that's certainly a good thing. There's no doubt about this. And wild to say week 16 here, the Chiefs defense, you, you always hear the Chiefs talk about Andy Reid. You always hear him talk about the three units. Offense, defense, and special teams. This is almost non-arguable. The Chiefs' defense is the best unit on the team. The offense is good, but the defense right now, especially in this last month, it is a defensive football team. And it's amazing when you think about this game, and we thought it would be a bigger deal because we thought the Bears would be, be To
4: some better. extent, Pete. They did score 26 points
3: in the third-best scoring Yeah, but you come out NFL. of the halftime locker room, and you're punting.
4: Well, I mean, you beat the number one scoring defense on the road in New England. Don't slight this offense. Oh, I'm the defense say, I'm saying, is matching it I'm and saying good. No, They've but I'm dominant. saying the Chiefs but, defense is, is the best unit on the team. Well, and the one thing about it, too, is you look at what this team has done. They're averaging 9.3 uh, per points uh, for margin of victory against non-AFC West. 20 points a game against the AFC West. That's why the Chargers going to come in here and lay an egg in Kansas City. But dominant. They were dominant. That's what you wanted to see from this team. I thought it was a good all-around team. And, Pete, again— they could have scored over 30 points. Sure. They could have in this game. I think Reed did uh, Matt Nagy a favor, but Terrell Suggs, what was his impact? He made a couple really nice plays in the run game, and I'm talking squirting down the defensive line. You know your guy, Pete. Oh, yeah. P-Sizzle. T-Sizzle. Or T-Sizzle. you P-Sizzle. Sizzling. He's T-Sizzle. But he Sizzling was, away. and he were doing s- <laughs> after every play that he made. But he shows that flash. It's Not like only that, grease. on a nice pass play. He comes from the other side of the field and gets in on the tackle, not giving it away. You know, you've heard about the impact he's had, bringing that spiral notebook, and the other players paying attention to it and taking notes. T-Sizzle was taking eight pages worth of notes his first day here. This guy's here for business. This is a business decision for Terrell Suggs.
3: I sometimes like to think about games and what they mean and what you'll remember maybe five, ten years later. So I thought the Chiefs defense owned the night, but the thing that you'll remember from this game always is Mahomes, after that second touchdown, Looking at his hands, as you mentioned before, and the camera caught him counting one, two, all the way up to ten. Just to let everyone know that he knows that nine players went before him in the 2017 NFL draft. The Bears traded up at number two uh, to pick Trubisky. Now, Patrick Mahomes, he will leave it all out on the field. He'll never say that in a press conference, but you bet your ass. He knows that he was drafted late. He knows. And when you're picked 10th, Jay, that means the entire NFL had a shot to get you. Any team can find a way to trade up in the top 10 of the NFL draft if they like you enough. The Chiefs were the only per- people who realized that he was this good, traded up to get him with the Buffalo Bills. And again, Mahomes letting everybody know, hey, you shouldn't have passed up on me. Well,
4: it's the toughest position to gauge through the draft. The team, it's not, an, it's not an exact science picking that quarterback. And the Chiefs are lucky. You know, they've got the guy that's putting the whole AFC West on notice. They're not going anywhere. And you want to talk about serving notice, it's this defense. It's the defense that changed kind of the narrative on the national. You saw this. They were getting laughed at early in the season. They didn't play well. Even the owner, after the Patriots game, Clark Hunt said, is that Chargers game? It's clearly that game. I think at halftime, this defense just became a different defense. And you had Terrell Suggs in this mix. mix. Yes, is a big loss going on the IR. Yes, is a big loss. Terrell Suggs kind of makes you forget about those guys, to be quite honest with you, and the things that he can do, especially setting the edge. Chiefs might be better off
3: now than what they were with Okafor and Ogball. Not kidding. You can already tell that Terrell Suggs is going to make an impact. Patrick Mahomes leads this offense. Tyron Matthew leads the defense. Mahomes and Matthew were interviewed on the field shortly after the game.
0: You want to be playing your best football as you're heading into the postseason. How would you assess where you guys are right now?
5: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're building. We're going in the right direction. I mean, we've done a lot of a lot of great things these last few weeks, offense, defense, special teams, and uh, I have a lot of confidence to go into this next week, and then we're going to keep going and try to make a run at this thing.
0: What kind of a luxury is it to have this defense hitting its stride? You add Terrell Suggs, and you know that you can count on this. Yeah, it makes, it makes
5: our job a whole lot easier. Those guys are getting the ball back to us quickly. Uh, they're getting stopped so we know if we just go down there and be who we are, that we're going to end up winning with that defense like that.
0: Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's turn to Tyron Matthew. Two straight weeks now where you guys have held your opponents to three points, no touchdowns allowed. How have you done it? Just taking great pride in the
6: process. You know, all the days leading up to game day, uh, you know, really proud of our group because how committed they were. You know, we didn't start the season how we wanted to, uh, but I feel like right now the time is right for us to start playing good ball, and we've been doing that. You have been doing that. And now you head to the playoffs. How do you build on this? Sticking to the process, uh, believing in our teammates, uh, trusting each other. Uh, you know, not counting, not you know, hoping that our offense is able to go down there defensively. You know, we're coming into these ball games trying to set a standard, trying to set a tempo. Uh, we've been doing a good job of that. Congratulations on the win. Appreciate
3: this, Tyron Matthew and Patrick Mahomes, courtesy of NBC Sports. You could tell this team is feeling themselves. They're playing really well at exactly the right time, and I think that's huge.
4: No question about it. The honey badger's all over the place. And you just saw his value. He led the Chiefs in tackles with six. Well, he was playing in the nickel. He was a free safety sum, strong safety sum. He was just moving around the field. I like the mix of blitzes from the secondary. Yep. As a matter of fact, you think about but sacks. The shot Breeland
3: was everywhere. Well, Ragland
4: got a sack because of that. But the bottom line is, is they were blitzing. And you bring in the heat. And Trubisky, last week after the Packers game, was questioning Matt Nagy. You know, he's questioning, you know, with the pressure that the Green Bay Packers put on, why not run more screens? Why not run more draws? Basically, he, he gave the Chiefs and Steve Spagnuolo the game plan. We put pressure just like the Packers do. What do you do? Screens, draws. Chiefs are ready for that stuff. They had a little bit of effect, but again, 234 total yards from the Bears. Just a dominant. What you do is you keep teams down. The National Football League... So many games can go either way, as you clearly see every week, seeing the scores in the NFL. Things don't make sense, like the Jets beating the Steelers. But you keep a bad team down. And that's what the Chiefs have been doing lately. They've been taking these teams, they should roll, and they roll. This, what they're doing in the AFC West is one thing. What they're doing, I know it. The Bears, not that dominant team that we expected. But a 500 team coming in tonight in the National Football League with a first-round quarterback and a pretty good defense. Not as good a defense as they had with Vic D'Angio last year. Chuck Pagano there now, he knows a little bit about football, and he was there. Mahomes just simply dominant in this game. Chiefs ended up running for right at 100 yards, 106 yards of offense with this you know, running back by committee, LaShawn McCoy, sitting out. It was clearly the Damien Williams show tonight, 16 carries for the 65 yards. And then, of course, what he did in the pass game as well. But this was the Damien Williams running game. Spencer Ware kind of being that closer, big body. Uh, Spencer Ware is a reliable type. He's not the breakaway type at this point. But he's a guy that finds himself open and can do a little bit. He's not He's not the same Spencer Ware that we saw a couple of no. years ago. Uh, Darwin Thompson, little jitterbug. But that's the question. I didn't think that Darwin Thompson would sit. I didn't. I, didn't th- I thought he no. earned more playing time. And I thought if anybody sat this game, it would be LaShawn McCoy. Simply because I think Darwin Thompson has proved his worth even more than LaShawn McCoy.
3: And he makes an impact on special teams, as our own Ken Swanson alluded to on the pregame show. And the Chiefs are telling you what they feel about Damian Williams because as soon as he was healthy again, he is right back to carrying the ball 16 times. Of course, the Chiefs ran a little bit more in this game as they had a sizable lead for most of the game. But Damian Williams right back in that mix. We want to hear from you. 69306, that's the uh, text line. And you can also call us, 913-576-7610.
4: One more thing, Pete, from NFL Research. Uh, I mentioned the KC giving up 9.6 Points per game since week 11. Three points in consecutive games. It's the first time that had three points are fewer in consecutive games under their head coach Andy Reid in his career. It was with some good ones with Jim Johnson there in Philadelphia. But in his career, never had back-to-back games with three points or less. That's pretty damn significant.
3: Yeah, and you can really credit Steve Spagnolo and I think – Brett Veach deserves some credit. We give him a lot of crap when it comes to Sammy Watkins and how that has sort of panned out here. But bringing in Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark has made the difference. Took Clark a little bit longer. Tyron Matthews playing like one of the better defenders. It's been a good year for in Brett the Veach. And the
4: trades that are working out and even the draft picks. Well. This,
3: this you know. class has, has been way better than than the previous one. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines and, and hear what you have to say about this win. Start with Batman in Lawrence. What'd you think?
7: Man, you know, I just want to say Merry Christmas to you guys.
3: Merry and Christmas. Everybody, at Happy 16, Holidays, everybody.
7: You're, you're the iconic sports station that we've ever had. And I'm telling you, you cover everything. You, and you two in particular are, are just out of off the chain. I appreciate but for, that. As far as, far as tonight, uh, I'm just telling you that Patrick Mahomes, it was just terrible. Uh, he, he must have thrown to everybody on the field. I mean, he was all – he threw to everybody. He was hot. Our running game was just perfect. We, we had uh, time of possession. Uh, Kelsey was dominant. We, anything that we, we wanted to do, we could do it. The thing of it is right now is the – one I said, you know, this is all bad karma, and it's supposed to be – it's the 50th anniversary of the old team. They used to win – with all those All-Pros and everything and, and Hall of Famers, they used to win 23-7, to 7, things like that, just like this team. And we're going to roll right on through there and we're going to take it just, just because you guys are the best and you deserve to get to see this. Thanks, thanks for
3: having me. All right, thank you, Batman. Patrick Mahomes ended up throwing to seven different receivers, including your guy, Jay, the Belldozer. The Belldozer, how about that? Uh, belldozer getting some action,
4: 41 yards receiving the last game. He talks about the running game for the Chiefs. It was it was efficient. Not say it was great, but it was efficient today. As the Chiefs averaged three point seven yards per carry, the Bears' run defense actually, uh, really their strength. To be honest with you, the Bears uh, given up right about the three point eight yards per carry this year. They, they had the sixth best run defense in the NFL. So Chiefs get three point seven. The Bears give up three point eight. So right right there, hand in hand with what the Bears uh, were doing, the Bears rushing the football about four point six yards per carry. That went up, of course, with that nice 16-yard run by uh, Cordero Patterson, their, their normal wide receiver and kick returner running. But Chicago doesn't run the ball very well this year. Matter of fact, just three yards of carry. So they were above that, quite a bit above that, 1.6 yards above there. But I think the Chiefs are fine with that. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are fine with, with, the, anything with, under, with the Bears kind of running the clock. Anything under that. 80 yards is good for the No, Chiefs. they weren't. In the, in the time of possession, I mean, this is what we're starting to see. And here's the thing with the Chiefs. The one thing about this, and what I really like about this defense, is if you look at where the Chiefs are really good defensively, third down percentage, seventh in the NFL, just 35% uh, they're giving up on third downs. Why is this important? It's because it puts Pat Mahomes back on the field. The Chiefs had it for 33 minutes, 24 seconds. The Bears, 26 minutes, 36 seconds. Why is this different kind of from last year? Why is this different from when the Chiefs play the Colts, the Texans, these teams that beat them? Their goal is to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Or like the Patriots last year in the AFC title game, but this third down position, possession, they're getting off the field and they're giving Pat Mahomes more opportunities to score points. I'm sorry, but you put 15 out there and you keep getting him extra drives. Guess what? He's going to put points on the board. And on offense, Pat Mahomes came in this fourth in the NFL, 46 percent on third down conversions, and today six of 11 on or no, six of 11 on third down. So they're better than 50 percent on third down conversions today offensively. So they're doing well on moving the chains on third down, and getting those first downs. And defensively, they're doing a good job of getting off the field on third down, which is crucial. And Patrick
3: Mahomes and this offense, again, I they had a good game. They were efficient in the first half. They scored on every single possession. But you're seeing third down in 18 yards or third down and more than that all year long, 18-plus. I think Patrick Mahomes is 9 of 10 on that. There is no down and distance, no distance on third down that feels like the Chiefs can't pick it up. And that's really hard because a lot of defenses, what they'll do is they'll guard the line and and try to rush you up front, and the Chiefs just find time and time again ways to convert on third and long.
4: According to Twitter, Mahomes has five conversions on third or fourth down, 18-plus yards to go. No other quarterback has more than two. He's sitting there with five of them. That's awesome. Uh, Travis Kelsey, by the way, same thing with him, 500th career reception. It is 1995th career game becomes the fastest tied in NFL history to reach 500 career receptions. Uh, Tyree Kill, kind of the same situation as far as the fastest to 4,000 yards for the Kansas City Chiefs. So just in Harrison Butker makes that 56 yarder um, career long. I mean, just they're just
3: setting records. You know, that's what they're doing. This group of players they have just setting those records. It's unbelievable what they've done. Let's keep it going with the phone line, 913-576-7610. Our pal Dan in KCK. What's going on, Dan?
7: What? A complete dominant performance. I like what Andy did. Yeah, he made a bounce attack with the running game. It was a great running game offense, but it uh, was a touchdown. Kelsey, how about that defense? My God. Guys, right now, we're a championship winning defense right now. Let's take care of the Chargers. Take care of
8: yourself, guys.
3: All right. Thanks for the call, Dan. Let's keep it moving with Chester. Chester, what's going on?
8: Yes, sir. A joyous winning Christmas season. Each win is a gift. This is official day for my take the whole month this is my official
4: day birthday oh happy birthday Chester
8: oh, oh happy sure. birthday
4: finally Chester you've done this all month
3: same birthday as my mother happy birthday mom oh, yeah, well, I, I, it's my daughter too Chester oh yeah
8: yeah yeah I make it a birthday month with just one official birthday
3: no oh, I know you do Chester <laughs> you've been
4: doing this for a while
8: oh yeah for it's the sure bit. uh we got you know I'm glad we got more wins on the road That we do at home. That's right. We're 11 and 4. I'm thankful that we gave the coach something that he hadn't had in his career. That's back to back trades, that the defense, character, chemistry, productive at being productive, agitation and attitude and attitude and any kind of agitation, telling everybody we're ready for the playoffs. We're forcing the Boston Patriots to win out. (laughs) You know, he said, well, they better win out in different things because, hey, we're ready for the playoffs. Iron sharpens iron. We we you know they they so they excited, they confidence, they come from results. Impact players make impact plays looking forward to the things that you have not seen on offense, defense and special special teams, all four quarters, all three phases. We're ready, you know, and see what the end gonna
4: be, but the, the call is let no man take your crown. That's right, Chester. Stay
8: up and don't get down, <laughs> because this is our time and our time. Our time. All right, now. God bless you. Keep All right, up Chester. The
4: work. Hey, Merry Christmas to All you. Right, thank All you, right. Chester. Hey, Chester, say it with me. The agitation, the winning machine keeps the what? <laughs> we, it keeps the
3: clothes clean. What did you we, hang up on Chester for? We, it? We, we let him go. The sermon was over. We no, had, I loved the man. Chester to, fires
4: me up, man. He said Boston
3: Patriots. He went old school on us. The Patriots, again, play the Dolphins next week. And the Chiefs could use some help. And who knows? I mean, you look at this Dolphins-Bengals game And today. they played the same time
4: as the Chiefs. That's right. one of those
3: scoreboard-watching games. And the NFL does that on purpose, so the teams have to play their best yep. players. Ryan Fitzpatrick in the game against the Bengals today. 31 of 52 for 419 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. So Ryan Fitzpatrick's coming off a good game. Hey, it's you, magic, baby! You never know in the NFL... There have been these random games too. I mean, you think about the Miami Miracle that was down in South Beach, but the the Dolphins occasionally will beat the New England Patriots. You never know, especially take, in South Beach. Take care of yeah. This one's in Foxborough next yeah, week. Yeah. They take you know take care of your your own business. You never know what can happen. And, and their head coach is a former assistant uh, last year. They're going to want that game for Bill Belichick. Oh,
4: by the way, this stat on Tyree Kill I was wanting. Uh, Tyree Kill four thousand yards receiving for his career. Fastest Chiefs player to reach four thousand. In just fifty-eight games, took Otis Taylor, the great Otis Taylor, should be in Canton. Otis Taylor, fifty-nine games, but that's impressive, considering what era Otis Taylor played in. I mean, seriously, that's that's ridiculous for Otis Taylor. Put him again,
3: yeah, probably deserves deserves to be there. Given you're right, the the era that he. Oh, here's the Patriots. Patriots are two
4: and two in their last four against the Patriots. Both those winning, both those wins in Miami. And uh, the last time they won in New England, oh, boy.
3: Oh, boy. It's, uh, it's been a while, Pete. Been a while. couple
4: comments from
3: the – Oh, there
4: you go. Uh, 2008.
3: There you go. couple comments from the text line 69306 from the 573. Uh, Damian Williams looked good at times, but it really seems like he's half a step slow to get really get that cutback. Can't hit the crease. Truth of the matter is the Chiefs don't have that Kareem Hunt type of running back on their roster right now. You're going to have to maybe get that, whether it be by the draft or by making some an acquisition. It's tough to really get a running back of that caliber. Well, they
4: have to have the crease, too. That's what made Jamal Charles so special. Just take the smallest of creases, and he would exploit it and get big-time yardage. Even when offensive line wasn't really run-blocking as well, he made him look good. Sure, and Wisniewski was starting today at left guard instead of Andrew Wiley. I think he looked good. Where they really had the problem with the Bears, who came in with just 31 sacks.
3: Cleo uh, Mack, though, today had Yeah, they it, had did, and,
4: and they moved him around. Mack gave Fisher fits, and even, even gave Schwartz. Mitch Schwartz yes. fits as well. Cleo Mack really was the dominant guy in the defense. Very hard to figure out where he was going to be. Mahomes, several times, just using the strength, stepping up in the pocket. Cleo Mack had some obvious sacks there, but didn't get him because Mahomes... He's so good with that peripheral vision, looking and seeing where guys are. I mean, it's really one of the strengths in the pocket. But he eludes a lot of that. He'd have a lot more sacks. Chiefs would give up a lot more sacks. Right now, they don't give up a ton. 27th in the NFL, only 24 sacks coming in tonight, night, giving up for the Kansas City Chiefs. And a big credit to that is Mahomes. And the way he moves around in that pocket and makes guys miss.
3: And he does the little things, too. I mean, you saw him today. He was running around a little bit. I don't know if the offensive line was doing as good a job at the beginning of this game. Seemed to improve as it went along, and you see the little things from Mahomes where frequently now you'll get free plays, or as you saw tonight early on in this game. He takes that roughing the passer. You could tell that there was a little acting involved. And, and Mitch chief, had one of those too. Chiefs get, a, Chiefs get a new set of downs, but that's good. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's that's a good thing. He's, he's playing smart. And if you get a little shove, why not try to tra- tra- draw a flag that the refs are throwing enough flags anyway? You might as well, well try to take advantage Well, when
4: Brady retires, of one of, some quarterbacks are going to have to get a treatment.
3: Mahomes, one of Mahomes. Mahomes, Watson, and Jackson probably yeah, will not? be the guys who get the calls. What's Brady's right. done. Uh, from the eight one six game felt like child's play. Chicago definitely didn't show up. We did what we were supposed to do. And that's the great thing. I think this is the second week in a row that really felt like wire to wire. The Chiefs were the clear, better team. And Kent and I talked about this on the pregame, where games earlier in the season that you thought, okay, the Chiefs should dominate these football games, they ended up being better games than they should have. This is two weeks in a row now where you came in, and the Chiefs were the better team. And they showed it immediately. It was never a question. You had Von Miller nearly crying at the podium <laughs> last game. This game, you have Mahomes, who's able to kind of remind everyone that he should have been a higher pick. You love it. You love it if you're a Chiefs fan, and it's coming at the right time, week 16, well, as you he, head into the playoffs.
4: It's just the NFL, man. Look at these scores. And I get it. They're a bad team, the Bears. But you know what? Bad teams step up, and they play well at times. The Chicago Bears team last year we went 12-4. and four. They won the division last year, but you got to have consistency. And you know, a team that kind of drives me nuts. What's that? The way that they play. And they? You got to appreciate the Chiefs more when you see this. The Rams with Jared Goff, right? Yep. He was going to be the guy. You look at the Rams and the way they're struggling. They had their quarterback, they went to the Super Bowl, but you got to be able to parlay that year in and year out. And you think about the situation the Chiefs are sitting with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Well, which team would you rather be? Would you rather be the Rams? you know, flashy, everybody likes Sean McVay in the direction he's going, or would you want tried and true like Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes? They didn't get to the Super Bowl. Could have real close without D. Ford being offsides. Would you rather be that team or the Chiefs? Because right now they're searching for answers. They're talking about not even bringing Todd Gurley back. They already traded Marcus Peters. The Chiefs are just in a different situation. They're taking advantage of having a quarterback, and I think the Rams won despite their quarterback, and the Chiefs won because of their quarterback.
3: I think there's fans out there, too and you get to this point where the, t- the trajectory the Chiefs are on, you start to get frustrated with Andy Reid and, and losing in the playoffs. But you're right. When you cite those teams, the Rams, and you're seeing tonight with Matt Nagy, the Bears were the darlings of Chicago last year. Matt Nagy was the coach of the year. They're about to go 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight, uh, in this season. You never know. So the fact that Andy Reid has come here in 2013, and the Chiefs have made the playoffs every year. They've had a winning record every single year. They they missed the playoffs the one year. So ever all, all the years except for the one year. And Andy Reid has had a winning record each year. It's just so hard to do in the NFL consistently. I understand the playoff complaints. I understand sometimes the clock management. But this is why he's one of the greatest coaches in NFL history.
4: Look at Coach. Mike Tomlin, I think, has doing one of his finest jobs. The bottom line is, is the Steelers are better than the Jets. And I don't care about Mason Rudolph. Duck Hodges, it doesn't matter. They're a better team than New York Jets. 100%. They lose 16-10 to on the road. They have everything to play for. Jets are not a good team. And there the Steelers go to the Jets with playoff hopes on the line and lose by six points. Yes, the Chiefs, not a lot to play for in the grand scheme of things. Go to Chicago and pace the Bears. This is just what good teams do. They go on the road and beat them down like the Chiefs did today. Steelers, shame on you for that performance
3: today. That was terrible. Let's take a couple more more calls, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Danny and PV. What's going on, Danny?
9: Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for mentioning the Rams. I think it's worth mentioning, you know, if you look at the Rams, they're going to have 60% of their cap dedicated to five players over the next four years, and they're not going to have a first-round pick until 2022, I, I, I think it's worth calling out some of the discipline that we've, that we've exerted in free agency and just otherwise in advance uh, of the trade deadline and, and why, you know, I think that puts us structurally in a better situation that, than, for example, the Rams. Well, one thing I want to mention, though, is I really think Frank Clark, um, you know, some of the criticism that he faced earlier this year really needs to be in the rear-room mirror. He was brought in as kind of an expectation of a, of a nine-sack guy. He had six going into today. He's got seven after the game, and you know that's that's with him. Arguably, I mean, he even said he was playing at twenty percent of his capacity the first you know handful of games. He probably shouldn't have even been playing. Then he had the flu game. You know, you look at someone like D Ford, who, who's not. Who's, while he was productive, he's not even playing now. I think we had injury concerns
4: all along. I, I think it that, had this dude. You know, dude's lost twenty pounds, man.
9: Yeah, absolutely. And so I just I really think that he faced a lot of criticism from the kingdom early on and and I really think that that needs to be, you know, kind of put behind us. The 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 question that I do want to ask uh, you know of, of you guys though is as we look at the, you know, the running back committee we have what do you even think Lashawn adds at this at at this stage in the game? You know, I know that there was you know if you listen to kind of the, the the announcers, they would say that he was being just rested. I'm not even sure that's the case. You know, I think I kind of view Damian and Darwin as kind of the ever-down backs, and Spencer wears substantially better at, at at just the overall at his blocking capabilities. Yeah. You know, there's concern around LaShawn, his ability to kind of hold on to the ball. He's a little bit slower than he used to be. You know, kind of do you expect him to be brought back and kind of integrated? Look, here's the thing. Here's control? the thing
4: with LaShawn McCoy. I do think at his age they're going to keep it. But just look at the facts. McCoy's got 465 yards rushing, 4.6-yard average. Damian Williams, and that's on 101 carries. Damian Williams is 83, 309 for a 3. 3.7-yard average. LaShawn McCoy is just a better runner of the football than Damian Williams. Now, the argument is, who does better in the passing game? Is it LaShawn McCoy or Damian Which Williams? Which the Chiefs are. And Damian Andy Reid's is, is always
3: going to be a pass-first And coach. Damian
4: Williams has had some flashy catches. He just has. He has 23 catches coming tonight for 156 yards, 6.8 per. And LaShawn McCoy, who has been a good receiver in his career, but Damian Williams, with that quickness, finds a way to get open. But... Sean McCoy this year, 28 catches, 181 yards, 6.5 yards. That's, That's nearly identical for how they are out of the backfield as pass
3: catchers. It comes down to blocking and holding the football. Right, and then the reason Darwin Thompson is in the mix is when you don't need McCoy as much on offense. But he's a
4: better runner. Doesn't play special
3: teams. But obviously the Chiefs don't feel that way. I mean, they took him out of the lineup well, today. It's, on, prote-
4: it's three on things. A,
3: on a game they, they need to win. Pass and,
4: protection, catch the football, run. That's and I, Andy Reid's
3: order. I think it's the right call. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, to me, he's nice to have in the lineup. But if you can sort of do it with these other guys and, and win the football game... Uh, Damian Williams seems to be their darling. Anytime he's healthy, it doesn't matter how many games he misses, doesn't matter what he's out with, so on and so forth, as soon as he's healthy, he's back to being the guy. And the way the trust has sort of gone here, I think you're seeing is they trust Damian the most, they trust Spencer Ware the second most, and then it's either Darwin or LaShawn McCoy, and then Darwin gets the nod because of the teams. I think when it comes down to it, though, I think Spencer Ware
4: gets the ultimate trust. I think if it's a big down in the playoffs, which direction is
3: Andy Reid going? I think it's Spencer Ware. I guess it just depends on the down and distance. If it's fourth and five, for example, I bet you they go Damian. If it's fourth I, and two, maybe they are right. consistency
4: matters to Andy Reid, you know, always being there. I think that does matter to him. It's that circle of trust and which guy can get in it and which guy gets out of it. Deary Williams, before the injury, had gotten into it. Yeah, he had gotten that circle of trust. Eddie Reed respected the way that the guy worked. His story in the NFL and drafted, being played, just always grinding, always being that guy. He's in that. Lashawn McCoy is clearly not in that circle of trust. I think Darwin Thompson is start, starting to tiptoe around it. Spencer Ware is in it. I don't think Damien Williams is in it. I think he's on the outside, like Darwin Thompson, with one foot in the circle, but not all the way in it.
3: The second point to call him made was about Frank Clark and some of the criticisms he faced early on and i agree it should be in the rearview mirror the reason that those were happening if you remember how this went the chiefs didn't reveal that he was playing injured we didn't know about that until week 7 week 8 so that's why everyone kind of felt oh this is a healthy frank clark and he's not playing as well you only found out about the injuries and everything that was going on with the neck and the nerves later on in the season so that's why i think he faced a little bit of that criticism 913576 7, six 10. Let's go to Tony in Shawnee. Tony, what would you think of the game?
10: Oh, I thought it was uh, just wonderful. And, you know, just from a pure spectator's perspective, it's nice to see this team finally playing complimentary football. Um, you know, for the past couple years, uh, it, it's been one of those things that I get so excited to see the offense on the field and then put my head between my legs with a pillow over my head when the defense is on the field. Yeah. But that hasn't been the case this year. And going into January, I just feel so much better having a defense that not only um, are, are you, 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 can, you think, can they make a third down conversion, but they can make a play. And there's just something about that in terms of the offense that has to give them confidence, too. So I, I'm really excited coming January. I know that we're going to have to go on the road but I'm much more confident in terms of making a deep run this year than last year. And one of the things I know the previous caller talked about the rear view mirror, Uh, the rear view mirror for me is goodbye, Bob Sutton. And I love to see how the cohesion of the defense is coming together. And uh, it's, it's, I don't care about the teams we've been playing and people can nitpick that, Oh, this isn't great offensive teams. They're doing this against, but I see a whole level of confidence in terms of the team as a collective
4: unit tony you sound like and a just, longtime fan you, this is the best chiefs team since when most complete since when in your opinion
10: well i i don't know what you know you go back to the early 2000s and uh it was the same kind of thing with the you know the uh no defense offenses. though no defense yeah for me. no defense and then you go back to the late 90s where you know you can shut anybody down and play play, uh, you know, ground and pound, but you get to the playoffs and somebody can outscore you pretty easily. I was just kind of
4: curious, Tony, what you thought about that. When you think about complete teams, and I'll say this, and I know people point to 95 Chiefs sometimes, 97. The 95 Chiefs were were 12th in the NFL in points for, first in points against. So you had this number one scoring defense and 12th best offense. I'd go back to 1997, to be honest with you. Chiefs were fifth in the NFL in scoring offense, first in scoring defense. That was a complete football team, even though you really didn't have the quarterback. And Marty Schottenheimer got extremely conservative in the playoffs. But pound for pound, the team was scoring over 23 points a game, and they were giving up just over 14 and a half points a game. So fifth in total offense, first in total defense. That's a score of six when you add these two things together. But that's the thing with the Chiefs. These are both top 10 units, top 10 offense, top 10 scoring defense. This is when you make a run towards the postseason, to deepen the postseason, if not the Super Bowl, When you combine this, people forget the Rams, the 99 Rams. They think it's all offense. They were one in scoring offense. But you know what? They were fourth in scoring defense. The team was pretty good. Fourth in scoring defense, one. People forget how good that defense was that year with Kurt Warner, greatest show on turf, all that. They knew how to play defense.
3: I think a lot of times, too, in the NFL, it isn't about who's the better team. It's who's playing the best football once the tournament starts. And you have a situation here where the Chiefs look – good with every unit and they're playing their best football at the end of the season there are just so many years here in the andy Reid era where you're limping into the playoffs you're backing into the playoffs it takes a miraculous 10 game winning streak into the playoffs and then you get shocked the chiefs are one of the better teams in the afc and they're playing their best football right now how would you like to play them anybody even the ravens have to look at this team going man
4: Right. Chiefs have beaten us two at last three times. Here's the thing. I heard I heard Matt Castle. He was on NFL Network, the former Chiefs quarterback. He's, he's been on six teams that are in the playoffs, to be honest with you. And he talked about how the Ravens were different. He said, yeah, the Chiefs beat the Ravens, but you know what? The Ravens were different. Let me ask you this, Pete. How different are the Chiefs? We can sit here all day and talk about the Ravens. They still have Lamar Jackson. He was still yeah. good back then. People talk about the Ravens being a better team when the Chiefs faced them.
3: Is this not a better Chiefs team that faced the Ravens even though they beat 100% them? 100% is. And the Chiefs defense, you could make an argument right now that they're among the best units in the NFL. And that's incredible to say. We ha, ha, ha. There's there's no part of us okay. coming into this year that well, would ever think we'd be saying that at well, here's any point. The Chiefs alone... might have to go
4: to Baltimore. You know sure. what, they're 7-1 on the road. The first time they've done that since 1966. Yes, the Ravens are better. You know what, the Chiefs are better as well. So both these football teams are better. And I get tired of hearing how the Ravens are just so much better since early on when the Browns pasted them, the Chiefs beat them, you name it. This Chiefs team is completely different as well. So let's give credit to this team.
3: And I think they still have things in their pocket. Like Tyree Kill wasn't even a part of that. And Hardman. We, we haven't seen the Hardman, best of him who yet. knows what's going on with Hardman. I, I do get the feeling that there's some kind of package, some kind of reason that we haven't really seen a lot of McColl quite yet. Because he's really good with the ball in his hands. And I, I just tend to think there's something, some kind of wrinkle that Andy Reid might debut in the postseason. If you want to get involved, you should. 69306. That's the text line. Or you can call us, 913 576 7610. Let's go out to Double J. Double J, what'd you think of the game?
7: Hey, I thought it was a great game tonight. Uh, great run for the Chiefs. Uh... In all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams, I tell you what, this defense is playing lights out right now. Yep. I trust them, and no one wants to face us uh, right now, especially once the playoffs uh, are one of the hardest teams right now. And bring on anybody. Bring on the Patriots, the Ravens. No one scares me at this moment right now. And our offense is very dangerous. Everyone knows about our offense, but I'm loving what this defense is doing. And, hey, Let's go, let's go, Dolphins this weekend. Thumbs up, beat the Patriots, help the Chiefs out. Let's go, Evan Fitz Fitzmagic. Let's go.
3: <laughs> there you go, Double J, rooting for the Dolphins Dolphins this won weekend with a lot a of big, big, big win over the Bengals. Yeah, they'll be feeling good. Big you know, win. you know that Fitzpatrick is going to want to beat the Patriots. Yeah. You, you, you never know. You never do know in the NFL. You you, you see these results sometimes. The Raiders all of a sudden are still involved in the playoff picture. They can finish eight and back eight and to back and make thirty
4: one point losses to the for the Raiders and yet they're still floundering around.
3: Speaking of next week, Todd in Omaha has something to talk about regarding the Chiefs and whether or not they should play their starters
5: next week.
11: Yeah, great great game tonight, guys. Um it was fantastic. Andy Reid's play calling the past two weeks of been phenomenal, I think. I mean, coming from earlier in the season, I mean, the past two weeks have been great. Yeah, the thing is, Nagy
4: knows him well. But I'll say this. That was the big talk this week was Nagy knowing the offense. But Nagy knew the Alex Smith offense with the Chiefs. He didn't know about Pat Mahomes.
11: Go ahead. That's true. No, that's that's a great point. I was just curious. What do you guys think about uh, the starters for next week? Do you think we should sit them, or do you think we should uh, go go for it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we should do.
3: The starters need to, to play the game because, as we're saying, you never know what's going to happen in the NFL. And my thing too is, this is 2019. You can keep track of the Dolphins and Patriots game. It's almost if, 2020, Pete. If it becomes a situation, thank you, Jay, for the calendar update. If it becomes a situation where the Dolphins are getting blown out of the water. Say it's in the second quarter or in the third quarter. Then I think at that point you say, all right, you know, we 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 succumb to whatever. We put in the backups also, too. And you got to remember this, though, as well. The Chiefs want to keep pace with the Texans. So you got to be have an eye on the Texans. The Chiefs have to win their game to keep their number three seed. I think you really want to play whoever the sixth seed is as opposed to facing the Buffalo Bills who are going to be five. So I think you still have to put the, the starters in. Then
4: you have to scoreboard, watch, and find out. And by the fourth quarter, make a decision on what you want to do. But here's the thing I mean, it'd be nice. The Chiefs, if they don't get that bye week, if the Patriots take care of business, won't get that bye. I think that bye was important. You know, 80 read 18 and three after the bye. But if you're gonna have that, you have to manufacture rest because you're gonna be going straight into the playoffs. So manufacture it. But as Pete says, I you know, you gotta keep your mind. Nothing you know, things happen in the National Football League. And you never know what's going to happen in the Houston Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs, as far as that three seed climbing, getting that two seed for the New England Patriots. You know, it's, it's it's a wounded football team. They do have a coach in Brian Flores that was with the New England Patriots. Yes, Belichick takes care of his assistants just like Andy Reid does, but it does happen. Every once in a while, they step up and beat him. Remember Josh McDaniel when he's in Denver? It does happen. But uh, for the Houston Texans would say the Chiefs end up losing to the Chargers. Houston Texans are your third seed. Chiefs go to the fourth seed.
3: Right, and they would host the Buffalo Bills. And not to say that the Bills would necessarily beat the Chiefs. I just think a better road to the Super Bowl would be not having to face the Bills, facing whoever that sixth seed may be. i uh, take that Bills team that the, played yesterday. It'd be the Steelers or Titans. Yeah, Josh Allen didn't look great at times, but there were times when he did, and that defense is pretty good. I, I just think you want to avoid the Bills. I know – there's going to be a lot of nightmares if the Titans end up in that 6th seed, which is feasible. The Raiders could end up in the 6th seed, which is feasible. Yeah, he
4: could be playing the Raiders, the AFC West in that game.
3: Could be a Chiefs-Raiders matchup if certain things fall uh, next week. Uh, we are going to take a a quick break here. When we come back, it'll be AP uh, sounds of the game, and you'll get to hear from the Chiefs head coach. Stay with us on the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. The
1: Arrowhead Pride postgame show back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley.
3: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Chiefs win 26-3, a convincing win on Sunday night football. Right now, it's time for AP Sounds of the Game.
2: Go three wide to the right. October 17th when he's lying on the ground in Denver and it looks like the season is over to running in for a touchdown here at the end of December six seconds and a first and goal and Mahomes throws that'll be caught and that is a touchdown Travis Kelsey So the drive was sustained because of the running into the kicker penalty on a fourth down and four, and in they go. But here is where they just haven't had an answer for badger Mahomes. He's third down Not oh, Not him. Here he is again on a third and eight. He throws and he's deferred again, and that's going to be a touchdown. Damian Williams into the end zone.
3: the Bears cannot get off the field on third down. Three total touchdowns for the Chiefs quarterback on the night, Jay. No question. And, man, does he look fresh? I like the fact they
4: showed Denver, you know, the knee and getting put back. And that just signals, right like, hey, this guy's a tough guy. Like, all the things that you could say about Pat Mahomes, but just a tough guy. Made some crisp passes there. I was just impressed with what he did in the pocket. You know, evading Khalil Mack. He just has that knack, you know. It's tough to bring him down. You know, he's kind of got that Elway little stuff in him. You know, that that tough to bring down the pocket. Careful, kidding. careful. There. No, you know, I'll say what I want. I mean, look at look at his career numbers compared <laughs> I know to I, mean, it's, it's I don't It's if We need to
3: compare Patrick Mahomes to
4: John Elway. No, I'm just saying, in the pocket, when guys come through, he's got that kind of you know, get off me type. You know, sure,
3: like get off me. Type, like the get Denver off, Broncos,
4: man. yeah, just get off him, man. Let him, let him play.
3: The Chiefs win their fifth game in a row, and that is good news for Andy Reid, who spoke to the media after the game.
12: So, as far as the injuries go, um, the Spencer Ware and, and Breland, Prashad Breland, they um uh, tweaked their shoulders, both of them. So, we'll just see how it goes. Uh, they both played and kept going, but other than that, we came out, came out healthy. I'm proud of Matt and the job that he's done uh, with this team, and um, you know it's uh, it's a process. So, and he's he's going about doing it the right way, and uh, he's been uh, unfortunately plagued with some injuries, and and that's cost it cost him a little bit. But other than that, he's done a nice job. I'm proud of our guys and our coaches for the job they did. It's this team hasn't been uh, beat by more than really uh, eight points. Um, I think it's eight out of the last nine games, seven out of the last eight games, something like that, It's uh, <clears throat> which is um, quite a feat um, uh, for our guys to rally it up um, at this time of the year and, and do what they did. <clears throat> Tyreek Hill and and um, uh, Kells had a nice day uh, catching the ball. Patrick obviously had a nice day throwing it. He had a couple of TDs in there. Uh, I think maybe I'm most proud of is our the job we did in the red zone. We came off a game that we were just okay and um we were able to put it down there um time of possession was in our favor defense was unbelievable i thought i think spags had a great game plan and the guys believe in it so you're getting this this speed and and uh accurate tackling with this um which is tough um and then a couple fourth down stops that were those were tough to do in this league and uh, we were able to bear down with that it was great to have Suggs join us. Uh, Terrell did a nice job today. First couple times he was in, he got pressures on the quarterback, and <clears throat> that's a nice mix uh, for a guy that's probably a future Hall of Famer here. You know, so we're we're excited to have him on board. Uh, but uh, Bucker with <clears> the <throat> 56-yard uh, field goal there, um, a lot of trust in him. So we felt like he was good from, and this is Dave Tobe. Um, Dave felt he was good from the 40 uh, in, and and so. We were right there. Uh, we were kind of close, but it, uh, he drilled that thing and probably had a little bit of room there to spare. So <clears throat> it was good for him to to get that. Anyways, all in all, good team win. Uh, proud of the guys. Um, it was a crazy week with Christmas coming up, but we re- wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. and. Um, we've got to get back to the grinder right when we land and kind of get things going here for this uh, coming game against the Chargers. So with that, time's sure.
3: You're listening to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, courtesy of Spectrum Sports on 610 Sports Radio.
6: It's hard for even someone like me to be easily impressed with tonight's <laughs> performance. but. Knowing, knowing that the team could have you know let itself down you know obviously you still want to try to get the number uh, the number two seed but how impressed were you defensively I mean two weeks in a row the team has only given up three points is this what you what you envision you expect all the visual defense being and then with Terrell added to the mix just makes this defense that much more special
12: yeah so uh, well I mean, you know it's hard to predict the future in this business but uh, Spags is a heck of a coach and. And so you know his production from past uh, jobs, and um, I've had a long-term t- relationship here with the guy, so I've I've known him for quite a few years, and and understand the scheme that he has, and you know it's a pretty solid scheme. So <clears throat> it's just a matter of the players buying into it, and and uh, and then him being able to add to it every week, and and that's a compliment to both Spags as coaches and the players for trusting in it. When things didn't start off great, uh, but he was able to keep adding a bit here and there, and uh, because of the guy's work ethic, ability to study and learn, um, and then Brett, for uh, when guys went down, we've lost two good defensive ends. Brett went out and uh, did his thing, and bringing people in. So, uh, you know, my hats off to him and his, his uh, staff there. Andy, uh, you talked about the red zone, uh, better in the red zone tonight. Any more of an emphasis
6: to, an emphasis
12: to get that going this? Week? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, we were, we're always looking to score there, but, uh, it, um, you know, we, we did good. I, I'm not going to say it was extra emphasis but because um, we always emphasize the red zone, but uh, I thought our execution was good there. How
6: important is it to get that number two seed? You guys
12: can do that. Yeah, listen, if we get it, uh, that's great. If we don't, uh, we'll be ready for that too. So we don't uh, you know, it's not in our hands necessarily. There, so um, you know, we'll, whatever we get when you're when you're in the dance, uh, you got to be ready to dance and you got to do it well. So,
3: Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, courtesy of Spectrum Sports. Let's continue.
12: You're Playing to win against the Chargers. Oh, absolutely, yeah.
6: yeah. And would you say, coach, that the way that they've been playing, that they've already they're already in that playoff mode, they're already in that playoff mentality following the break
12: uh i yeah i'm listen we we've got finished the season and then then we'll get into that but um you know they're they're confident in one another, which I appreciate as a head coach and um and so that that's the most important thing at this time of the year for where we're sitting uh we've got to finish take care of business and uh and we know the chargers can be an explosive football team, so we understand that so and they're well coached and that that uh, so we gotta make sure that um, you know we do our thing. So.
10: And mm-hmm. was this a tough week?
5: Just trying to get ready to play against Matt, and knowing that he knows you and you know him
12: pretty well. Well, I was expecting anything and everything, so because uh, um, I I figured he'd bring it all out, and uh, he he brought out a few things. So, um, but we prepared for that, and uh, it's always it's a little different, you know, when you're playing your guys, one of your guys, and uh, but you. Once a once a kickoff takes place and you're you're going, it's uh, it's it's the game. You know, my eyes don't get too far off the game plan sheet, so I'm not looking at Matt to call the plays and he's not looking at me to call the plays. So um you know, we just we roll and then we love each other up afterwards, but for those couple hours, man, we're gonna try to beat each other up a little bit. <laughs> Pat uh,
6: seemed to be kind of fired up to play against this particular color night yesterday because of their the quarterback was drafted ahead of him. Did you sense anything during the week, or maybe even tonight, that this game was maybe
12: a little bit? No, oh, I. You know, I don't know. I mean, things go on during the draft that are crazy, and I'm not. Who knows what? Who said what? And you know, so <clears throat> I, I. I didn't notice that he was all that fired up for it. No, but I mean, other than having an opportunity to play, he gets. Uh, Let me put it, he gets fired up every week, so I don't want to slight that, but I didn't notice, you know, an extra amount of being fired up, if you can measure that.
3: Let's finish up with the Chiefs head coach, courtesy of Spectrum Sports, right here on 610 Sports Radio. What does it say about him and where he's at in his career when this is kind of, a game like tonight is kind of his baseline. This is not even particularly special.
12: Yeah, um... I, you know, I think it was a good, solid performance. Um, he had some unbelievable throws in the, you know, in the mix there that, I mean, not a lot of guys can do. Um, so he showed that part of his game. He um, showed the toughness part when 52 is bearing down on you. He hung in there, and, you know, I thought our offensive line did a pretty good job against him, but he's going to make—we we know him. We, we've had to go against him the last few years, so we know how explosive he is. But, um, you know, he, he, he hung in there and— stay tough for that so but I, I thought it was a overall it was a good job now listen i you get the next question just because of that jacket dude <clears throat>
11: uh Coach, you say you know, looking back on the season as a
12: whole to now is this one of the more complete games that you've had. yeah i think listen the last couple of weeks i felt like we've we've done that i mean i've stood up here and told you i think the last three weeks that um i've been impressed with the the, the group uh everybody contributing and uh staying aggressive and making plays and you know I, I can't say enough about the growth of our defense um and and you know we're, we're staying consistent it was nice to get the run game going a little bit today and i think that helps last two bj coach on the running game just
9: see damien williams to get him back in there just seems the way he runs provides a spark just the way that he runs just how important was it
12: to get him back in there yeah listen he, he did a nice job i mean all kinds of room for improvement. He knows that. Just getting his timing back and all, but he'll be all right. Yep. And then Pat's talked the last couple of weeks just about his health, for one, and then just stepping up in the pocket and not drifting.
9: It seems like there were a few of those big plays he made tonight where he kind of throws off the wrong foot, but he's stepping up into the pocket.
12: Just yeah. That, everything's the right well, way. when you play a good defensive front, you're going to have to move a little bit sometimes. So it's. Uh, um, I thought he did a nice job when he had to move, moving. Um, when he had to, when, you know, when he was needed to step up, I thought he did a good job there. Um, you know, I, I thought overall it was a pretty good performance. Yeah, a real good performance actually. Right,
3: Thanks, okay, chief's Head Coach Andy Reed in Chicago, courtesy of
4: Spectrum Sports. One of, the, one of the impressive things, Pete, is Andy Reed talked about in the beginning is Chicago and their close losses. I mean, just look at these points: seven, three, eleven, one, eight, ten, and eight were their losses. There's, there's seven losses coming in tonight. And the Chiefs beat them by 23. right? That, that's only 6.8 margin of victory against the Bears this year. So they played within a score with who they've played, and the Chiefs go out there and win by 23 on the road. So say what you want about the Bears. They've been playing close, but they, they give up 18.3 a game. They score 18.1. I mean, they're right there at 18 points a game scored and 18 points a game given up. It's a very average football team. But the bottom line is the Chiefs went there and took care of business. Again, look at who they're playing. Look at some of the defenses Chiefs have been playing. When they played the Charger in Mexico City, that was the fifth-rated defense in the NFL. You play the Patriots, the number one scoring defense in the NFL. And tonight you play the number three scoring defense in the NFL. So one three-and-five scoring defense you played in this stretch since the bye week. So let's put it out of perspective when you're expecting the offense to score 30 or 40 points in the game. Again, 23 points is the biggest margin of victory against the Chicago Bears this year and happened on their turf, when they've been playing better football.
3: Colleen Kane of the Chicago Tribune said, Eddie Jackson and Khalil Mack both used the word embarrassing to describe the Bears' loss to the Chiefs tonight. So some unhappy campers in the Chicago locker room. When I listened to that, Andy Reid, I think the big takeaway for me were was some of the questions about next week where the Chiefs do plan on playing to win against the L.A. Chargers. Well, they and, need to. And as you heard, uh, they are willing and ready for any kind of scenario, whether it be having to play on wild card weekend at Arrowhead Stadium or if something falls their way, the Dolphins are able to get this win, having a bye week, they'll be ready for either either scenario.
4: When you're 7-1 and one and your defense is playing like it's playing and you have the league's MVP, you really don't care, Pete. You play in Pluto, you play in Mars, you play in road games.
3: You want him to play on another planet. You just want to play. Well, I do. I will say this. Patrick Mahomes is playing out of this world. Well, thanks, Pete. Get your calls in, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Butch in Seattle. I know you're fired up after that game, Butch
13: gentlemen how about those cheeks yeah you're right I am fired up about that one I mean Andy just again this is the progression of what we thought we were going to see all season isn't that right gentlemen I mean we knew it was going to get to this point didn't we we knew we would get to a point where we play one of the best defenses in the league on Sunday night football and we go out there and smoke them right we had that kind of confidence I don't know about you but I did and it was great to see it all come together at once Andy's play calling the ability to run the ball consistently. And how about Harrison Bucker knocking down a 56 yard in all three phases? I'm very comfortable with what we're doing. But what I was most surprised about, Patrick Mahomes holding up those ten fingers there. He <laughs> buys into the narrative just like us fans. You're showing Ryan Pace. Hey, Ryan Pace, these ten fingers, that's how many years you're going to spend staying up at night wishing you had drafted me when you lose your job out there in <laughs> Chicago. All he
4: needed yeah. was one finger, to be honest with you. <laughs>
13: <laughs> How about it? And thank you so much, gentlemen. I really appreciate you calling in all year. I think both of you do an excellent job. Thank you so much for letting me express hey. uh, my thoughts about my favorite team. Hey, Take thanks care. for you, man.
4: Merry Christmas. Thank you. you hey, by the way, Pete, he did mention about Spencer Ware in the shoulder. Right. So you're wondering at the end there, you know, it seemed to be Damien Williams. I'm not so sure if Spencer Ware is not the closer for this team. Had you seen him more without that shoulder? Yeah, it seemed like there that was an an, It's there. been his trusted guy, Edson.
3: Where and I hate to use this term, but he he is a little injury prone. He, he does he does get injured. Well, So's so
4: Damien. So someone was questioning why is LaShawn on this team? That. That's why he's on this team for depth.
3: LaShawn McCoy did face a terrible ankle injury midway through the season. He he managed to play through it. I, Andy Reid did make a a. He's got to get a tighter chopper. jersey,
4: man. You don't want that thing being tugged down, you know.
3: Yeah, I can understand that. Let's go to MJ in What's on your mind, MJ?
7: Gentlemen, how we doing, Pete?
3: Hey, doing good.
7: This Defense is playing with some more. Why do defense? you say,
3: gentlemen, and just Pete? Well, I mean, he, he, he wants to know. Okay, you know, how's the leader doing? The leader's all right. No, no. Uh, go ahead, MJ. I,
11: I think this defense is playing at the right time. That's what Andy was saying. If you get in the dance, you got to be able to dance. So uh, we're playing with a little bit more hair on our Nuggets. That's uh, what I'm looking. <laughs> got some Berber out on that uh, D line. I'm going there Sunday. See him play the last home game. Uh, we're going to beat Phyllis Rivers, make him look like a fool, and let's go Dolphins. Let's get some Fitz magic in the holiday season going. How about
13: that?
3: Yeah, I never or thought I'd, like I'd say let's ha- go Dolphins. Hashtag fins up, Jay. Hashtag fins up. Hey, put your hand to your head like this. You see, okay, now you have a fin. That's uh, kind of what Ole Miss does,
4: the lean shirt defense. Good job. Uh, Pete, uh, yeah, our faith is in the Dolphins right now.
3: Uh, I'd rather have my faith in somebody else. In Ryan Fitzpatrick, we trust. Now, Stay Fitzmagic, me, I can go
4: with a beard. Come on, man, Fitzmagic! I I can't find that that song. Do that's you Fitzmagic. believe in Fitzmagic? They have a song. It's on YouTube. It's called Fitzmagic. I'm going to be playing, all playing week, that all man. weekend.
3: It, yeah, I that's that's the song. Fitzmagic. Right there. Fin's up. Fin's let's up. A, let's get a quick call in before we take another break. Jim, what did you think about Sunday night football?
7: Well, I was excited to watch the. Team and I uh, thought they did a really great job. I was a little concerned about the uh, defensive line and their uh, keeping the pass lane integrity. It seems like a lot of times they were opening that up. And there's a couple of quarterbacks that we're going to play in the playoffs that are going to make mincemeat out of us. Yep. Uh, if we if we don't. Oh, one other thing. Have you ever noticed in the uh, Chiefs press conferences that they are more catchphrases than The Simpsons?
3: <laughs> which uh, one? Which one? Which one is your favorite one, Jim?
7: Oh, boy, it's a, it's kind of a tie. At the end of the day, when everything's said and done, or uh, they're a really good football team. They're very well coached. Well, we, know,
3: guys, so, we, know, hey, we, know, we know that Andy Reid will be looking forward to the challenge. How many
4: passes did, did Sharkandrick West? He knocked down two, right? I was
3: playing the Los Angeles.
4: Crucial fourth down, Sharkandrick West batted a ball down. Shavarius Ward? Ward, excuse me. Sharkandrick West. Sharkandrick <laughs> West. Ha- Kendrick Happy West. retirement. I don't know why I have Sharkandrick West. West. But Ward, knocking the pass down. Was it two really, that we saw from the night the pass defended. But one in the end zone, and we're seeing this team make clutch plays in the end zone. Yep. You know, flag-free, making those clutch plays. We saw Braylon do it against the Patriots. We saw what Tyron Matthew did against Cortland Sutton, robbing a surefire touchdown uh, from the Denver Broncos. You're seeing the, the uh, defensive back step up and make plays. And, and really, you know, what would the defensive line do? You say other quarterbacks could make mincemeat. Uh, DVOA has the Chiefs pass defense at sixth. And keep this in mind, too. The coverage has been good. DVOA had the Chiefs' defense at 11th. They had the Bears at 7th. That's a real close between a really good defense and where the Kansas City Chiefs are. The pass defense has been good. And if you say, well, it's because the run defense. Keep this in mind. The Chiefs have allowed less receptions to wide receivers than any team in the league. They came up just giving 132. The Patriots were at 138. So you say, okay, because well, teams are running the football. It's becoming harder to run on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bears just barely over 100 yards. Again, it didn't matter. Go ahead, Matt Nagy. Keep running the football because you're going to run out the clock.
3: Yeah, the quarterbacks will certainly be better in the playoffs, but the Chiefs' coverage has been good. And these are two units, too. You talk about the defensive line and the secondary. They help each other, right? So if the secondary covers a little bit better, more time for the defensive line to get home. If the defensive line rushes the quarterback, easier to cover downfield. So you like this unit. You like the way that they're helping each other both on in the front seven and in the secondary. We do need to take a quick break. When we come back on the Arrowhead Post Game Show, you'll get to hear from the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. That's next. The
1: Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the
3: Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. The Chiefs win on Sunday Night Football over the Bears 26-3. Pete Sweeney, Nick Price, and Jay Binkley sitting across from me. We're going to talk more about this game, but first... Let's hear from the Chiefs quarterback after the win.
11: Perceived the offense, even as the blow they did.
5: Yeah, I thought we did a good job as an offense and as a team in general of just taking what was there. Uh, their defense is a really good defense. Uh, they have a lot of great players. They throw a lot of different coverages and blitzes at you, and I felt like we did a good job of taking what was there whenever we got opportunity to take shots we did, and then when, when they got us, we got to try to get the ball in my hand and, and get it to a guy to make plays in space.
11: So looking at the score, after you scored and you were
5: counting on your fingers, what was the meaning behind that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was just out there having fun. I mean, me and my teammates, we were going out, we had a big score before the half, and I was just trying to enjoy it. I mean, you see me play every, I, I play with emotion, and I like to go out there and just have fun with my teammates.
4: You no, know, was that something you thought about during the
3: week that you would do?
5: No, not not at all. I, honestly, I don't think about celebrations and stuff like that. I leave that to Tyreek and, and Kelsey and those guys, and, and uh, I just kind of go out there and just enjoy the moment. And uh, that's that's kind of who I am. Is I, I, I play with a lot of passion, and I, I like to go out there and just be out there with those guys. So
6: count,
5: what do you I don't know if there's necessarily a meaning. I was just kind of just. In the moment and, and just enjo- and just enjoying it. I mean, we, we kind of had a big score there uh, with Dustin coming off the the roughing the punter and then getting the first down and scoring before half. Knowing you're getting the ball out of, out of, out of the second half, uh, I knew mean, it was a big moment in the game. And uh, you have to take advantage when you get opportunities in the red zone against that defense. You can do that after any
3: touchdown in any stadium. Uh, why here? Why why did that come out of your here? Do
5: you think? I don't know. I don't know why a lot, a lot of things come out when I do celebrations. Uh, but uh, I just kind of try to just go out there and enjoy it. Uh, and I know I can't dance. Or anything like that, so I leave that to the receivers, and I just do do it w- what I can do. No, I mean I think anyone that that goes about it and as a competitor wants to be uh, the first guy, but you know that you you. You re, you know that there's a process to it, and, you, and not everyone's going to can be picked first. And I got ended up in a great situation in Kansas City, uh, a situation where I wanted to be at some uh, organization that, that has kind of taken me and, and made me the best player that I could be at this time. And so I'm, I'm I'm just excited that I'm here now, and I was able to go out there and find a way to win a football game. Andrew
6: Noshana, are you are you impressed and uh, are you comfortable where the team is overall offensively, defensively, especially going into the playoffs and going into uh, the second finale
5: like Yeah, I mean I think we're building. I think that's been the biggest thing you've seen these last four to five to six weeks. I mean, we really just took this process of building each and every week. Uh, the defense, you can see the steady improvement every single week, and how they're not letting up any any week. And then offensively, we're trying to starting to get back on track to where we were at the beginning of the season. I think that comes with a lot of healthy guys getting back in getting back in the flow of things, and we're kind of building that chemistry that we had at the beginning of the season. And so, I'm just excited that we're kind of moving offense, defense, special teams in, in the right direction.
6: Being on the sidelines, what did you see uh, Terrell Suggs bringing to this defense?
5: Yeah, I mean, he was around the, was around the play. I mean, that's what you expect when you get a guy of that caliber or that talent uh, is no matter if it was a run play, uh, if he was pass rushing or whatever he was doing, he was always in the mix of making plays. And, and so I think as he gets more and more knowledge of this, this defense and learns it more, I think you'll see him getting more and more involved.
9: Off-platform throws that you make where you're throwing off your right foot or you're dropping outside on the different ways to do that, is that based on the timing of the routes and the window that you see, or is that just kind of naturally just going out there and making plays and not thinking
5: about it? I, Yeah, I think it's it's more trying to just find any way possible to get the ball to those receivers, tight ends, and, and running backs and let them make plays. Uh, the one where I was kind of ran the, the read option with the option to throw as well, I, I ran to the left and the, I think it was Big 47 was out there and he had his hands up and I knew I couldn't get it to Blake, but I, that I needed to find a way to do it, and so I I just dropped his sidearm. And I think that just comes with stuff that we've worked on in training camp all the way throughout the season. So those guys are ready for that type of stuff, and I'm just going to try to find a way to get them the the football.
6: You you guys are losing a running back to an injury each week. What what does that do to the running game when you've got – you never sure who's going to be
5: in there from there. Yeah, I think it takes a, a great mindset in that running back room. Uh, whenever whoever it is numbers gets called, they're coming up and stepping up and making plays. And so that that comes with the the mentality they have in that running back room is they're preparing themselves each and every week, uh, preparing themselves each and every week to to be ready to go and then whenever they're getting their opportunity, they're making plays. Can you take us through the touchdown run? What
10: you saw and how it
4: opened up for you?
5: Yeah, so we kind of had a, a little bit of a flood type concept to the right and uh, I as I, I saw the D-line stunning, and they were kind of like trying to butch, I guess you would, what we call it, on Kels and, and disrupt his timing, I just saw the whole left side open up with their two-man scheme that they had going on. And so uh, once I saw that, and I saw that I could kind of make a run for it, I was expecting to just try to get a first down, but it really opened up and I was able to get in the end zone. What did you say to the Trubisky after the end? Yeah, I mean, I, I told him what I, what I used to tell him. I mean, the quarterback talk uh, a good game, everything like that. I mean, he's a good guy, a great guy who works extremely hard. And so I respect him and his game. And uh, we, we see each other sometimes in the off season and I'll be sure to catch up with him then. Do you feel like you have a rivalry with him and Watson? I don't know if it's necessarily a rivalry. Any quarterback you play with in this league, you want to you wanna go out there and win, of course. Uh, and so, I mean, it's not a rivalry, I guess you would say, but it, it is competitive. And you want to go out there and be the best And every time you step on the field. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a he's a great football player. The, the way he's able to, to catch the ball in the backfield, run the ball out of the backfield, and also block. I mean, he can really do everything. And so, for us uh, to have him back is just another asset that we can throw out in that offense that can help us spread the defense out and uh, hopefully uh, keep us rolling and moving in a positive direction.
0: Uh, Patrick, was preparation
5: any different this week going up against Coach Nagy with his history in Kansas City? Uh, I mean, other than, the, I think, a few code words that you have to kind of change because we have very similar lingo as we as we go about it. Uh, it was pretty much the same. Uh, they got us on a blitz that, that – they hadn't shown before. I can just—I I could probably tell Nag's Nag knew, knew a little bit about it, so uh, they got us on that, but other than that, I mean, I thought we did a good job of just kind of having plays that were good versus everything. Their defense, uh, like I said, is a really, really good defense, and uh, they do a lot of different things, and so we just executed and found ways to kind of move it uh, down the field. That's
3: Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes via Spectrum Sports. After the Chiefs win on Sunday Night Football, you could hear Bink that he was unwilling to go into the meaning behind the counting to 10, but I a lot of
4: questions on that.
3: Everybody realized what he was doing. He was picked 10th in the draft. Mitch Trubisky was selected second, and clearly he was the better pick. No, he was,
4: and he wanted people to know. It just, it was just natural to him. He didn't plan the celebrations. I think he just did it. You know, Just one of those, who knows if someone said something to him from the crowd, he heard noise, and he, he wanted to do the counting. But it's effective because that's everything Chicago thinks about. They've been thinking about Pat Mahomes and the, the fact that they made the wrong pick in the draft, it's some that they were concentrating on, and well, he certainly reminded him of that, and I thought it was funny.
3: Patrick Mahomes went twenty-three of thirty-three for two hundred and fifty-one yards and two touchdowns. He also had two carries for fourteen yards, ran for a score, three touchdowns on the game. That makes him our AP player of the game. So the player I know exactly of the game who it is
4: Patrick Mahomes. Yeah,
3: please sorry. tell the host of FESCO in the morning yeah. tomorrow, Jay Binkley, yeah. the player of the game is Patrick Mahomes. And,
4: Patrick, and Travis Kelsey now, 24 yards behind DeAndre Hopkins, most receiving yards in the AFC. You know, last week he was pretty close. Seriously, though, it was a tight end, 24 yards behind DeAndre Hopkins. Impressive.
3: Right, and try, uh, Tyree Kill, 4,000 yards in, in his career tonight, the fastest chief to do so in 58 games. If you want to call us and get your thoughts out, 913-576-7610. I'm going to take a quick call before we break. Neil from Lone Jack, you've been waiting a while. What's going on?
7: Hey guys. Good evening. Uh, first of all, uh, peace, mom, happy birthday. Chester, <laughs> happy birthday.
3: <laughs> happy birthday to everybody in the world today. Yeah, and Chester.
7: Uh, everybody in the world.
8: To, his birthday's a been a month,
7: though. I just want to say, um, I think Todd's really happy to see him play tonight. And not only play, but play well. I thought he played really well. I mean, he wasn't dominant, but he, he, he fit in. I thought he
10: made the right plays. He yeah. almost had a sack. He looked really good. The defense now, this is, what, two, three games in a row where we're playing complimentary solid football on both sides of the ball.
7: Very excited about that. And, you know, I my favorite catchphrase, by the way, is I will say this. which I, I mean, You know, that's my favorite catchphrase. And,
10: and I will say this. I think not only does the defense have championship sizzle right now, but the offense is coming around. This entire team has championship sizzle, and I'm pretty excited about that. Guys.
3: You said sizzle? I said sizzle. Oh, there we go. A little sizzle brought to you by Terrell Suggs. We got to hit sizzle. T-Sizzle.
4: As far as this defense, it's complimentary. If we're talking about the offense matching with the defense, yeah. Defensively, the last five games, 9.6 points a game the last five. That's a good sample size in the NFL when you're talking about five games. Two of the or right. the last four, teams haven't scored more than nine points. The Patriots scored just 16 in the, uh, the you go back to the Raiders game of nine, the Chargers seventeen. You had those up nine point six per, but only seven point three against the last three games. It's just impressive what this defense is doing. It's complementary football, like Neil said.
3: Friend of the show BJ Kissel highlighted some of the stats to come out of the Chiefs the last five games on defense. Uh, the Chiefs allowed nine point six points per game, under ten. That's that's pretty good. Jay that's allowed good just team. three of thirteen red zone trips to result in touchdowns allowed just 20 of 62 third-down conversions, and they've forced nine turnovers, back-to-back games of three points to allowed two dominant wins right yeah, in a row.
4: 35% on third-down percentage, seventh in the NFL. It's where the Chiefs are sitting. As I've told you, Pete, this stuff matters, man, on third-down.
3: right so the chiefs get the big win on on sunday night football if you want to get involved please do so 69306 is our text line 913-576-7610 i see eric and michael waiting we will get to you right after the break you're listening to the arrowhead pride postgame show
1: the arrowhead pride postgame show back to the arrowhead pride postgame show here's pete sweeney and jay binkley
3: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Chiefs win 26-3 on Sunday Night Football. Nick Price, Pete Sweeney, Jay Binkley bringing it home here. A great and dominant Chiefs win. I saw a question come through on the text line about who the Chiefs would play if the season ended today. Since the Chiefs would be the three seed, they would play the six seed at Arrowhead in wildcard weekend, and that would be the Tennessee Titans. Titans need to win next week to solidify themselves at number six could also be the pittsburgh steelers might be the oakland raiders if certain things happen they end up winning a tie break from texas 69306 you can call us 913-576-7610 i said i would get to these calls eric in pleasant hill what's on your mind
11: hey what's going on boys hey um long time listener being a big fan of yours um, um, I you, just babe. want to say, um, I feel like, you know, the past couple weeks we've been playing really good defensively, obviously. Offensively, we've been coming coming around. Um, but honestly, like, I really – I'm not afraid when it comes to the playoffs just because I feel like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and office is going to come alive. Um, the only thing that I am worried about, maybe just a little bit, is maybe the Patriots, Baltimore, not a whole lot, um, but I think we're coming around, and you know, I love the way the team's playing. And then another thing is, is there a chance that this is going to be on the podcast? Because I told my girl's going to be in at around eleven, but I've been waiting to hold this call. So, um, so yeah, I'll just listen off air. <laughs>
3: it's a good ending to the call. Thank you for the call. Uh, big fan of yours, Binks. So I'll let you respond.
4: Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Uh, what was that made, last?
3: Made, made sure to say, "Big fan of Binks." What was that last comment, though? I didn't hear that. The uh... <laughs> Pete, you're here too. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Uh, see, he said that he was going in at eleven once he got his phone call off, and I guess his girl... to work. girlfriend was waiting.
4: Oh, he's going going inside the house.
3: Yeah, there you go.
4: It's keep her waiting, man. Yeah, hard to get. That's, that's always Christmas. the right way to, just to go this about excuse. it. use excuse. You say, I went out Christmas shopping. You don't ask questions around Christmas.
3: That's right. That's what you tell them. These words from Santa Bink. Yeah, just don't do anything I say. Michael and Lenexa, what would you think of the game?
11: Oh, it was a great game. I'm going to try my best. Patrick Mahomes, like, troll. Six is better than eight, radio-wise. But, um, anyway, um... I was just curious, so last year the Chiefs had all the pressure, like they had the MVP, they had the best record, they had home field advantage. Yeah. Do you feel like the Ravens have that? And I feel like the Chiefs don't really have a ton of pressure. And what makes me laugh is we'll, we'll probably beat the Chargers. I don't know that. But we're going to have the same record, the same mostly players. But it just I just feel like it's easier for
4: us this year, well, I love what Daniel Jeremiah said on uh, NFL Network. He called this team grittier, yeah, than last year. Last year it was all about flash; it was about uh, you know lighting up the scoreboard, and it was considered you know a flashy team. It was yeah, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes is great, but the defense. And I would take this Chiefs team 2019 against the 2018 Chiefs anywhere, and I get it, it's a lot of the same casting character on offense. It is much, much different on defense. Therefore, Pete, on the, any field, it doesn't matter where they play this game. I'll take the 2019 chiefs because Patrick Mahomes gave us a glimpse of this, what he was talking about in OTAs in minicamp and then through training camp about the defense, giving him different looks and challenging him. Remember when he would say those things, Pete, minicamp and OTAs. Yeah. And he was saying, Hey, this defense is giving me different looks, you know, and Spagnola brought that and, I think when you take this defense, they're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes. What they say on Center just hope to contain him, but the, but Patrick Mahomes would destroy the 2018 Chiefs defense. Would even close? I wouldn't be sure. I wouldn't be shocked if Darwin Thompson put up a hundred spot on that defense last year on the ground. I'm not kidding you. But the Chiefs are a better team than they were last year. Even the beginning equipped.
3: of this year, Bank. I mean, they're
4: more the, equipped for a playoff run just because of this defense. And I take the 19 Chiefs
3: over 18, despite 35 points a game. The Chiefs, they were solid at the beginning of the year, but they were also allowing runners to run all over them. You're you're seeing Philip Lindsay is a a good player. Montgomery's having a good year. Montgomery held to 57 yards. The Broncos rushing attack was held to under 60, 50 uh, last week. That is a sign in a positive direction too, because it was always, yeah, the chief's defense is good, but now you're seeing them control the rushing attack as well. All good things headed into the, postseason 913 576 Cole in Olathe what's on your mind
11: hey what's up guys so hey. I am a. Uh, I actually do uh podcast work and I have my own little sports show uh, for K-State so I f- I'd like to consider myself as a pretty plugged in with the Chiefs sure uh you guys do a great job listening to you all the time so thank you I've been saying this for ever since really the loss to the Tennessee Titans and I'm curious what you guys think is there really any team besides the Baltimore Ravens that as a Chiefs fan you should be scared of playing? Because quite honestly, I don't even know if I'm scared of them.
4: Well, the Titans would be one if they even make the playoffs. Uh, Derrick Henry, it looks like he's going to play next week. He wouldn't play in this uh, this weekend for the Tennessee Titans. And how he goes, that team goes. Let's face it, that team is about Derrick Henry, that physicality running the football uh, he is coming back next week. has been hampered by what the hamstring and that kind of what's bothering Derrick Henry. The reason he didn't play today, right? But that team goes how he goes, and look at what happened after the Chiefs game. You target he only had hundred yards and was right on the dot before he ran for one eighty-eight on the Chiefs and just took off and just started dominating the games and dominating fashion. And a big reason why, yes, Tannehill got good there. What six and two as a starter now, but how he goes, they go. And there is a you know there is a chance they don't even make the postseason.
3: Yeah, that's true. I, I we'll see the best matchup I think for the Chiefs would be the Pittsburgh Steelers if they can find their way in there because the you quarterback, have, yeah, have Mahomes versus quarterback X, and the Chiefs are winning that game. The Titans are are interesting. Is Andy Reid has that weird thing with the Titans? Uh, the Raiders, if they find a way in there, they would be seeing the Chiefs for a third time. I don't think that's ever something that you want. I still think the Chiefs could beat. But the look Raiders. how the
4: Titans are playing the last couple of weeks. You know, it's been I understand.
3: There's there's something about a team that feels like, okay, we've done it already. Yeah. We can do it. And right now right. they're
4: in the postseason. Right now they are in
3: the The only team I'm afraid of in the AFC, and when I say afraid, it's it's being liberal with it um, because I think the Chiefs can beat anybody in the NFL, but the Ravens would be there. And then really no one else in the AFC, to be completely honest, that I'd feel uncomfortable. Now you get to the NFC, I look at the San Francisco 49ers, I look at the New Orleans Saints, I look at the Green Bay Packers, even Seattle And even Minnesota, if you catch them on the right day, I think they could ride with the Chiefs. Am I afraid of it? Maybe the Saints. Maybe the Saints. Not afraid of the Eagles. And so, yeah, I I think the Chiefs are right there with all of these contenders. And they're going to be, after now this national game, and Patrick Mahomes throwing his fingers up, the Chiefs are going to be this hot and sexy pick coming out of the AFC.
4: I'd be much more afraid of the Saints in a dome. Drew Brees is a different quarterback in a dome and outside the dome. 49ers could possess that problem. Again, the the Ravens and 49ers, the top two running teams in the NFL, and the top 10 is littered with teams in the postseason as far as running the football. And I guess that should be a concern you know, with the Chiefs running defense, and I know they have gotten better, but that's one way to control the clock running the football, especially in January, and keeping Mahomes on the sideline. That's my biggest fear. But if this defense keeps playing the way they're doing, especially on third downs, getting off the field and giving Mahomes more chances, yes. Now, the Ravens game would be in Baltimore and the Chiefs had beaten them twice in Arrowhead. That's the different scenario, but the Chiefs are a damn good road team. This team is 7-0-1 now on the road, something they haven't done since 1966.
3: Right, and I think having that confidence and being able to go to different places throughout the year and win on the road is going to be big for them, even if you are able to get to the Super Bowl because everyone's on the road in the Super Bowl. You'll be playing in Miami. Chiefs feel like right now that they can win anywhere, and they should. They have that championship swagger, that championship sizzle. I see a tweet here from Ken. He says, "Can we talk about how Harrison Butker basically trolled the whole city of Chicago with a double doink miss pat? This team is out here trolling folks now. While I'd love to believe that that was intentionally done, uh, we know that it was not. But you know, in in the spirit of the win and Patrick Mahomes trolling with his fingers, uh, you wish that that was an intentional uh, jab. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Butker into the uh, trolling business." No, he's a very, very kind guy off the field, very religious. I I don't think he's the type of guy who is going to troll other people. But the Chiefs get a big win. This is a big win on Sunday Night Football. They keep the pace with the rest of the AFC, keep that third seed. They're going to have to win to lock up at least the third seed next week against the L.A. Chargers. When we come back, it'll be time for our final verdict. That's next on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The
1: Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley.
3: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete Sweeney, Nick Price, Jay Binkley wrapping things up on a great Sunday night for the Chiefs, a game that was never a question. The Chiefs went wire to wire in this one for the second game in a row, beating the Bears 26-3. And it was a night, and you're seeing some of the tweets come out of Chicago with the Chicago beat writers. It's a look-in-the-mirror look in type of night. Look yourself in the mirror. And the Bears franchise has to do that. And they traded up for that number two pick. And they selected Mitch Trubisky. And that was a terrible, terrible mistake. <laughs> and it was on full display Sunday night for the world to see. In Chicago, a number of Bears players called the loss embarrassing. Patrick Mahomes continues to play well, and the story right now of this team is the defense that's holding opposing teams. I don't care if it's teams that aren't make the playoffs to just three points back-to-back weeks.
4: Yeah, it's it's great. And the first time they haven't allowed a touchdown in back-to-back weeks since 2006. The seven and one road record—the first time uh, since 1966 for this team. And (coughs) you're right there, Jay. It's getting choked up, Pete. Yeah, you're, uh, you're just excited about this. you just <laughs> so. get excited just, about this. I love this team so much. No, but here's the thing about it with this team. It's just the margin, the way they go out and take care of business, and that's the one thing about the Chiefs this season is they go out and take care of business on the road with this defense continuing to get better. This is something for us to enjoy what the Chiefs are doing. And not only that, this, this season's flown by. Season's flown by. This, it we, always we, does, Jack. we got one week left of the regular because season. Because it's fun, and when I'm but with you, know what, you I have fun. But, the, but the, we do have fun, Pete. But the one thing is, we all know what the season's about. It's about the postseason. It's like not the party, right? It's the after party. That's what the Chiefs season. It's not about the season. It's about the postseason. After it's not the, about the party. After the party, it's, it's the It's about the lobby. after party,
3: Pete. All right, Pete. Can't even listen to that song anymore. Terrible.
4: It's almost midnight, man. Let's roll, man. Let's get excited. Have, oh, let's get excited, Pete. Let me hear it. Yeah.
3: Jay, uh, Knock on wood if you're with me. Jay's got that championship sizzle himself right now. Championship 10- Swag. So we're 10 minutes away from, there it is again. We're 10 minutes away from victory Monday. So, with that in mind, let's turn the page fire on turn up, the page. The final, final verdict.
1: Order, order in the court. The final verdict.
3: Yep, your final verdict. Bink, when you think about this game, after the season's over, what are you going to remember? from Sunday Night Football. I think about sizzle, man.
4: Shavarius mm. Ward tweets out, we're mm. cooking up something in KC. Oh. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Oh, it oh, that's smells right. good, doesn't it? You tell him, Shavarius. You yes. get a nice pass to defense tonight. You not know, Sharkandrick. No, Shavarius Ward. That's right. Yeah, not sure Kendrick West. But look at this. Andy Reid says, it. you know, 7, 3, 11, 1, 8, 10, and 8. That's the Bears' margin of defeat. That's right. The Chiefs come in there, give them their biggest beatdown of the year by the tune of 23 points match 12 points more than any other team has beaten the Chicago Bears. comes at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. You think about what this team is doing. Last five games, 9.6 against. The last three, 7.3 points against. And when did you think you'd look at this Kansas City Chiefs team and see three out of the last four games, people haven't even got to 10 points? That's basically saying, Patrick, you have this Rolls Royce of an offense with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey that's second in the AFC in receiving yards as the tight end. Tyreek Hill, the fastest to 4,000 yards in Chiefs history. You only need to score 11 points. No, they need to score more than that. But the defense keeps playing like this. They don't have to light up the scoreboard. You know what? They don't care about lighting up the scoreboard. So just to forget about that, it's about icing the game away at the end. It's the, it's the precision, timely passes by Patrick Mahomes. If I'm the NFL, I would fear the Kansas City Chiefs. And just like Daniel Jeremiah said, hey, this is better than last year's team. This team is gritty. This team is tough. This team has that defensive edge. They're not getting pushed around anymore, Pete. They're
3: pushing other teams around. It's a good thing to see. All offseason, we just wanted the defense to be average. I said, man, if the Chiefs' defense can just be middle of the road, they'll be fine because the offense is magnificent. You have the reigning MVP in Patrick Mahomes for still another week until this season ends. Lamar Jackson takes over, but You get the point. Defense can just be average. And here you are at the end of the season. And there's no doubt in my mind, it is a strength. It's among the top 10 in the league. Some people would put it as high as top five with the way they're playing now. Hard to argue that, I think, right now, just based upon the full season. But the point is, on both sides of the football, the Chiefs are playing at a championship caliber level. And... There's been so many years in previous seasons where they've peaked too early, and they're not in danger of that because even as they're doing well in these games, I mean, you start the half today, and you had back-to-back punts, right? And so you're nitpicking here, but there's still room for improvement. There's still room for this offense to be even more efficient as the defense has come into its own. Yeah, it's been a softer schedule the past couple weeks, but you can only play who you can play, and this defense is proving to the entire world on Sunday Night Football that they'll be a force to be reckoned with. And I don't care if you have to face Tom Brady. I don't care if you have to face Lamar Jackson. Duck Hodges. Deshaun Watson. Remember the narrative they can't win primetime games? Derek Carr potentially again. John Gruden. Defense will pick you off. Defense will stop you from scoring points. And if this defense is holding teams to under 20 points, under 17 points, under 10 Good luck, because Patrick Mahomes is going to score touchdowns. The Chiefs defense could hold opposing teams consistently every game to under 20 points. They're going to win the Super Bowl. That's my final verdict.
4: It's good, Pete. Very good. Very well said, Pete. You were on a
3: roll. I was feeling myself right there. You were feeling yourself. You get the championship swagger, man. I felt like Tom Cruise and a few few good men. Ah,
4: Pete, bringing it.
3: A great debut for T-Sizzle in this game. Terrell Suggs chasing
4: they Mitch, made a couple and tackles Trubisky down out the, of the line. Pocket, can and then see what
3: he brings, Frank Clark. That bandit stole the sack.
4: <laughs> and don't forget, he
3: brings the impact of the notebook.
12: He got in here late the other night. and then He came in here yesterday. I don't know how much sleep he had. But not very much, but you know, the most impressive thing. And I think all our players got the eyeballs on it too. You come in the meeting. He had a spiral notebook.
4: That's yeah, what I wouldn't. What got. is Steve
12: Spagnuolo talking about? a spiral of,
4: what, he notebook a for bowl? tonight, Where man. Not on Woods with Suggs, man.
3: Spiral notebook. So the Chiefs play the Chargers next week. Chargers have an opportunity to play spoiler. You think that this is the last time we see Phillip Rivers versus the Chiefs? Man, it could. It was sure looking like he was going
4: to make one last appearance next year in SoFi Stadium. And the Chargers probably should talk him into staying around for that one year. I can't think of a better – because Phillip Rivers, he does like talking to the younger quarterbacks. Andy Locke, Drew Locke's dead. I had him on the show once. He said that Phillip Rivers was one of those guys that really reached out to Drew Locke. You know, in the offseason of training – Yep. Like that would be almost the perfect fit. He's probably got a little bit of Alex Smith that he's grooming. I don't think he I think he checked ego next to it and understand that he's helping the Chargers in the future going forward by grooming a quarterback. But that to me is the right guy for them to go for. Just acknowledge Chargers. You're not going anywhere with Pat Mahomes here in Kansas City. You need a quarterback. This division, Derek Carr is not the answer in Oakland. I know they're still mathematically alive. They're not the answer. And who knows? Maybe Drew is the answer in Denver. We don't know. I just see this division is really scratching their heads saying, how do we get a quarterback like that?
3: I don't think the Chiefs should overlook the Chargers, but they should win that football game. Uh, I am interested in seeing if this is the last time the Chiefs see Phillip Rivers. There's a lot of scenarios. There's going to be a lot of really interesting free agent quarterbacks out there uh, that could be starters in the league. Like Teddy Bridgewater is interesting to me. I think Cam Newton Everything you hear, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. There's talks of him going to the Chargers, right? And so, a lot of different scenarios, and it'll be kind of sad. And, and again, I, you know, Philip Rivers has always been an easy player to hate because he gets a little sassy yeah, during I the will game. Not be sad, Pete, but I think no longer playing Rivers on a consistent basis, you'll you'll miss that. No, I yes, gonna, you I will. will. I won't miss Philip. I think I think you'll I think you'll miss the. I'll miss the interceptions he throws. The back and forth with with rivers and 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 that and the, I'm really thinking miss Phillip. Pete. If you're in, if you're in if you're in the AFC West Division, and you're not the Chiefs. You got problems with the quarterback position. I know. I know Jay. You think the Broncos have figured it out? That still remains to be seen. As far, it, as, as far as I'm concerned, you know they have. But who won again today? You know that the Chargers will want to play spoiler next week, and so it should be a good matchup. The Chiefs, as you heard from Andy Reid earlier, will be playing to win this game. Yeah, but the Chargers shouldn't scare anybody. Again, you're talking about a team that's disappointed themselves, a the
4: team that was 12 and four last year. Coming here, you know what happens to a lot of these teams, man. A lot of them mail it in,
3: mail it in into the year, planting those pina coladas on the beach. Right, and the Chiefs still. And, and if they continue to play like they've done in previous weeks, here, this game will be over before you know it. Did the Chargers play
4: spoiler today?
3: No, no.
4: No. They're renting their mom's basement apartment above for the Rams. And that's where they're at. They lose to the Raiders. A chance to play spoiler. Chargers were the home team, lose to the Raiders in that soccer stadium. Phillip didn't throw an interception, which is good for Phillip. They ran the Chargers ran 19 yards as a team. Nineteen yards as a team. Not exactly spectacular Charger stuff is they peed down their leg against the Raiders. So they want to play spoiler? I also out, heard
3: that. They better be getting better at spoiler. I saw this out. on Twitter. I think it was CDOT that had it, that they had to call timeout because Phillip Rivers couldn't hear, and they were playing in L.A. Yeah, they,
4: they're don't any fans. Nobody likes them. Well, that'll do it
3: for our coverage here. It's like a bunch of Pete's The Chiefs and the Bears. I mean, I don't know if you have to say that right at the on end of the show, when I can't answer. On. Merry Christmas, Pete. Merry Christmas, Nick. Special thank you goes out to our guys at arrowheadpride.com doing a fantastic job. The great Nick Price. Thank you to Spectrum Sports for providing some sound. NBC Sports for providing some sound. you just thank yourself? I'd like to thank Pete Sweeney. I'd like to thank Jay Binkley. I want to say one more time, a, a happy birthday to my beautiful mother. Denise Sweeney celebrating. And my daughter, Ann Chester. Always stays up and listens. happy to birthday to every, every December birthday out there. The Kansas City Chiefs win 26-3 on Sunday Night Football. Plenty more talk about this tomorrow. This has been the Hourhead Pride postgame show. Thank you very much for joining us, and good night.